Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And we're going to go on another trip this week. So pack your bags, get ready. Veronica, where are we going? We're going to Haiti. (laughs) I've never been to Haiti in like real life, not in imagination life, but have you, have you been there? No, I haven't. What do you know about Haiti? Just like before you did any research, before you picked that place as a place to look at witchcraft, what do you know? Um, Well, I know they have, you know, all bunch of different influences happening mm-hmm. it's an island um they also get hit by a lot of natural disasters so, oh yeah which, that's true too huh hurricanes and um yeah so that that's what I that I knew before you know it's in the Caribbean and just kind of like where it is on the globe but I've never oh, right. been there because you're good at I geography know. a little bit <laughs> Not going to say I'm good at it, <laughs> but you're better than I am. Cause all I knew was it was like in, in the ocean. Yeah. It's in the ocean. That is so embarrassing <laughs> to admit. My geography is so bad. So bad. Well, yeah. you don't, people won't usually use, you know, they, you might look it up if it, there's something in the news or something like, Oh, where is that? You know, right. um, but typically, you know, we live in our pretty isolated worlds i know i live i live on the west coast of the united states i know where all the states are on the west coast because there's only three (laughs) (laughs) and i've driven through all of them (laughs) we have such a global world that sometimes i i don't know about you but i feel like i need to i need to like rein it in you know like i need to make my world a little bit smaller (laughs) yeah i mean there's that too yeah. I think what I need to do is get a big map to put on my wall. I want like a global, like a world map on my wall. Yeah. A world map. That's, that is a thing. And it's, I have a really good friend who has that. She has a world map on her wall and she like puts all the places she's been on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I know it's a great idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I wish I had more wall space. I mean, this is the fantasy I'm having right now. Cause I have no walls to put a map on. There's stuff all over all my walls. Where am I going to make put it? This? A, make it a small one. Yeah, but then you can't really see everything. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Haiti. Haiti. Sorry. <laughs> I know. We digress, don't we? So, so easily. So <laughs> I, I mean, I picked Haiti um, because as I was researching um, maybe some different countries that had different belief belief systems around witchcraft um Haiti popped up and voodoo came and I was like oh so I don't Uh know a lot about voodoo um but I'm interested in it um Uh so that's what kind of piqued my interest was like oh they practice voodoo and Uh not only do they practice voodoo but it's like in their culture right so, and it's like, it's like into their culture. So I think, I feel like 
most of the podcasts we've done so far around different cultures. Um, it's all two of them, all two of them. Thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like, I like a lot, right? Because behind watch- the scenes we're like looking stuff up and we're like yeah. immersing ourselves in all these things. But then like the reality is, is y'all have only heard two podcasts about other places. Thank you. I feel like I've been around the whole world, but apparently <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> now we're in the Caribbean, you right. know. <laughs> okay. So in the Caribbean, this yeah. the culture, the Haitian culture is very, you're saying has really kind of brought voodoo into it. Yeah. So it's 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 a it's a part of the culture. So uh the first website I went to was National Ge- Geographic. And uh-huh. the the um, article was saying, I love this, that their uh, voodoo is 70% Catholic, 30% Protestant, and 100% voodoo. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, that makes, that's so interesting because the, the place I was looking at has some similarities around that. So anyway, that, that's for the next podcast, but, um, but I just think it's really unique. Yeah. So the fact that, um, Catholicism uh-huh. and Protestantism, <laughs> I don't know if that's even a word, um, so. comes together with the ancient practices of voodoo in their culture in this moment. So I'm not talking mm-hmm. about like in, you know, in the past, I'm sure that, you know, as voodoo came from different, you know, influences, as it is today, this is a blend of, uh-huh. so their Catholicism and Protestantism is mixed. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying Protestantism and that's not a word and I can feel that's not a word, but I don't know why I want to say it. So <laughs> how do you know it's not a word? Should I, should I ask Google? Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, I, it seems like a word to me. Protestantism. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a word. Oh, great. Okay, good. <laughs> well, well played, B. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and also in this National Geographic um web in this um article, uh, they said that in April of two thousand three, the president of um Haiti, Jean Aristide, I could be saying this person's name wrong. Um actually sanctioned voodoo as a recognized religion oh that's interesting yeah so pretty that's kind of big stuff you know because I think about witchcraft and so they don't actually call themselves witches that's not a thing um and I'm kind of I don't want to lump voodoo with witchcraft but at the same time it's an alternative practice and it has a lot of the you know there's different rituals and there's a lot of different things to it that you could say oh that is witchcraft um I'm not calling it that but I think it's pretty amazing that like the president came out and recognized Uh it as a religion like I think today like what if our president came out and said we wack, we recognize Wicca. As we wacka recognize. We really, we really recognize Wiccan <laughs> as a religion. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I think we're tired. What do you think? <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> I'm whoa, really whoa, 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 weird. 
weird mood. <laughs> oh, God, so bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think that Wicca has been recognized as a religion. Yes. I mean, yes. it is a religion, right? It falls, it has its own category. So, but what what I hear happening within the realm of voodoo is that what it sounds like is it is so, their culture is has so much of this. It's steeped in a lot of the beliefs and practices and whatnot is what I hear you saying. And yes. so it's become really recognized as a piece of it all. And it sounds like it's an, a blend too of some of what we might consider more mainstream religions. And I heard you saying that, you know, voodoo, you would say that voodoo is witchcraft, but there is this magical element to it, right? Because we're looking at sort of the more otherworldly, like these concrete practices that harness energies and otherworldly you know, I, I don't know if they, I don't, I don't know. I don't know much about voodoo, so I can't really, but, but there is that element, that energy to it that I feel whenever I see it depicted anywhere. And I also just want to jump in here before you go any further V and say that if anybody out there who's listening is a voodoo practitioner, we would love to hear from you. Like we'd love to like have a chat, come be on our podcast and have a chat and uh, tell us about the practices because we're just doing research on the internet. Uh, and in some in some books, as is the case for certain things. So we would love to actually have a conversation with someone who has some of these practices, whether it's voodoo or, you know, whether you might be from Iceland or <laughs> the area that is Russia or the surrounding areas. Um, or next week, we're going to talk about Mexico. So let's, you know, c- come hang out with us. We want to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, shoot us I an email. It would be amazing to like hear firsthand maybe some practices that people <laughs> use, you know, in everyday life. I mean, I'm going to talk about some, you yeah. know, but this is specific to Haiti too. And and um, I know there's different areas of the world that um, practice voodoo, and they have their mm-hmm. own practices and their own influences from different countries. So, um, yeah. That yeah. would be really, that would be really cool to hear first cool? from someone who, who, um, who celebrates this religion. We're into um, it. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess this, I just kind of want to dive into this, this idea that, um, it's a cultural religion, um, uh-huh. that it's like really steeped into their culture and that, um, <clears throat> another website I went on, it was called, uh, traveling and there uh-huh. was a huge article about different practices and it really started talking about how um voodoo coexists with catholicism so that this is kind of a blend that comes together in haiti um right you know in this moment in time right now when it's practiced it's also being practiced like catholicism is a piece of that um and that a lot of people who practice voodoo don't say that they're voodoo practitioners um that they say they serve the spirits and i put in quotations that they serve the spirits and most of them would call themselves roman catholics Uh uh-huh uh-huh so there's such a steep blend that's happening um that it's it's interesting to me that that some i mean i'm sure not all of them do but that some would resonate more with calling themselves Roman Catholics, although they're having practices of what looks like voodoo, 
um, they're identifying mainly with being a Roman Catholic. Mm -hmm. So kind of cool. <laughs> and one of the practices that I really love, I don't know if you've heard of this, Emily, and I could be butchering the word, um, but it's spelled V-O-D-O-U-N, Voodoo. I'm going to say Voodoo. Okay. Um, and it's a Creole word, and it refers to the kind of dance and um, some believe a category of spirit. So there's this ecstatic dance that happens. It's a ritual dance that happens. Have you heard of this? No, but it makes me want to move. Wanna I shake know my booty. <laughs> <laughs> they have this picture of this woman just like, just like flying. She just looked Ugh. like she was like flying across, and she was like calling on spirits, you know. And it was like it just it felt like I'm getting chills right now. It just like yeah. felt like this, just kind of this primal feeling. Really, yes. it feels really primal of like um, using the ecstatic dance and the body to call on spirits. Mm -hmm. And a, I love that. a huge portion, if not, I'm not going to say all of it, but a huge portion of voodoo is calling on spirits and mm -hmm. particularly it's linked with your family. So, um, family is really like a, a foundation with voodoo and a spe specifically with people who practice when you're calling on spirits, it's your family spirits that you call on. Mm -hmm. So, so um, ancestral magic, like ancestral connection. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. It's huge. Um, oh yeah. So Haitians. Oh yeah. So they have actual, this is, they have actual services. Okay. They have services for their spirits, for their family spirits and they, their family spirit, the word is called okay I'm, I'm once again I hope I don't butcher this but I think it's Laua L-O-U-A and I could okay. be butchering that word but that is the word they use for family spirits and um they believe that like so that you're either calling on your uh, maternal line or your paternal line and that you need to feed these family spirits these Laua um, through a periodic, like periodically having a ritual, um, you give them offerings of food. Does it sound familiar, Emily? Drinks, yes. gifts of offerings. Uh huh. So I don't know. When I was reading this, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I, I was really resonating with this um, idea that this is actually a foundation um, for voodoo, and that a lot of the magic that they do is is actually coming from that, is coming from family spirits, is coming from their offerings, giving all the things that they're pouring into, you know, what they're given back is they're attributing to these family spirits, bestowing okay. them upon them, really. So they have, they break their services for their family spirits into like kind of two different frameworks. There's a, a once a year celebration that might happen. And then there's a once a generation that happens. Whoa. So it's like a huge celebration. Now the once a generation would usually, what might happen, I would say might happen um, if you're if you're feeling like um, maybe your family is suffering, there's like a, an issue that keeps happening or it's like, the magic of the family is dying down. Like you're really feeling like, 
we're not going in a good place here. <laughs> like mm. our family, our family spirits are needing to be fed right now so that we can have more uplifting or, you know, better things happening in our family. Like we're, we're, we're struggling maybe, but the once a year um, celebration or offering would, is, is something that happens, you know, once a year and that they would, you know, have a big party and people who don't have a lot of money might not do it once a year, might do it less um, because it sounds like it's a very ornate, I didn't read about what it actually looked like, but it sounded like the, the celebration or the services, they were saying services would be held. The services are like held on family land, the whole family's invited. There's like a lot involved. Like it's a big ritual. It's a big service. I'm going to say service because they use the word services. Uh-huh. Which is interesting because services, right. when I, you know, with Christianity that I know services would be held. They use the word services. But like in Wicca, we would say a ritual. A ritual. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. This is kind of cool. Or a ceremony. Yeah. Yes ceremony mm -hmm. yeah yeah so there's two groups of these lawa so family kind of like family spirits so the first one is called arada which is like the sweet family spirits and their origin is said to be from africa so they're like more kindly and um easy to get along with and positive and then the other one's called petro and they're more bitter and they're more demanding. Oh. They ask more of you. And their origin is from Haiti. So you have like oh. these two, yeah, these two influences like from Haiti. Then you have the African influence. And they're, so these are two separate categories of family spirits. Kind of, kind of cool. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, it's like in real life, right? You have the family that's like real easy to hang with and then the family that might be a little more challenging to get along with. And you're like, okay, we'll go to dinner, but we're leaving after. Like, it's <laughs> awesome. Yep, yep, exactly. Like, oh, let's set a time here. Yeah. <laughs> What's our code yeah. word? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's the Petro, the more bitter, <laughs> more demanding relatives. <laughs> well, that's really fascinating to me that, they have given them place, right? And that the place where it sounds like you really looked at Haitian voodoo. And so when yes. you're looking at that's, that's these people's home, but they're saying that the ancestors from there or the spirits from there tend to be more bitter. Whereas the ones from Africa tend to be kinder, more gentle, easy. I think you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm so curious and you may or may not have seen this, but I'm so curious as to why the separation between the two places and why those spirits get those different characteristics. Yeah. I, I did not read about that. Um, okay. I mean, I can only guess, I mean, I know there's different influences for that country just as sure. far as people coming and going. Um, I'm yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really know the answer yeah. to that, but I think that That's would be okay. something really cool to look into as far as like people coming from Africa and their ancestors coming from uh -huh. Africa to that country and how they arrived and how long they've been there um, as, a, as opposed to how long um, their family may have been in Haiti, you know, mm -hmm. since the, you know, the indigenous people of that, of that, you know, country. 
So mm-hmm. that, yeah, I think that I'm guessing all of that has an influence, you know? Yeah. So it's so fascinating. I'm always so fascinated learning about these other countries and places, I know. And, you know, I mean, we're all, we're all human, but we're all trying to make sense of our world in these different ways. Exactly. So, yeah. Cool. Anyway, I know. So what, uh, yeah, just about these family spirits a little, I mean, this, I kind of really dove into this because the Lawa, I was like, oh, this is really cool how they are separating them, how they're celebrating them and how it is a huge integral part of voodoo and of the practice of voodoo and how family is so important and such a key place, such a key role. Um, yeah. So they're, yeah, they say that they really have distinct identities um, you know, some of them are good. Some of them they really believe are evil um, that cause mischief. They can um, cause people to get sick. Um, so you can act like that is a thing. Like you can actually call on certain ancestors to cause harm to other people. But on the other end, you can also um, ask the ancestors to heal the sick. So uh-huh. you have both sides of, you know, so you have these <laughs> both sides of the family to call on, you know, oh, well, this ancestor is really good at blah, 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 blah. So I might call on them for blah, 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 for that, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what they excel in. Um, yeah. So I, oh, in other words, they're saying that um, family members also, they, they believe deeply in dreams and, and that um, the family members of the Lawa or the family spirits can come into your dreams and also into, tra- into your trances. So uh, a whole ceremony can be held or a service can be held and um, the Lawa would be called, I really hope that I'm saying this word because I keep saying it. <laughs> Hope I'm saying it right. Um, they can be called and actually called to enter the body. Um, okay. In a trance-like state, and bring messages. So this is a whole service. In so it's itself, like channeling, like channeling, exactly, uh-huh. or aspecting, I guess. Yeah. So you you've seen that before, haven't you, Emily? Aspecting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen people aspect uh, different goddesses. So if you, do you remember that ritual we went to where somebody was aspecting Oshun? Yes, I do. Right? Yeah, that was a while ago. Yep. Yeah, that was, was that (laughs) Samhain? I was like, what? No, it wasn't Samhain, was it? That was witch camp, wasn't it? No, no, no. You and I, we oh. don't go to witch camp together. Oh, I've been to a witch camp where I saw that happen then. That's where I, I saw too. But you and me and Karen all went to a ritual at the Grange. Oh, yes. Remember? Yeah, and the, and there were like really cool altars set up all over for Oshun. And then uh, there was a person who totally aspect. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. I'm starting to, can you see my, so, I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I see. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah. I'm, I have Facebook reminded me recently of, of <laughs> the memory of the three of us in the parking lot together. So that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It must've been, it must've been. Samhain. Yeah. It was for my birthday. I remember that was like my birthday thing. So that's Samhain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. We, yeah. I've seen people do it. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody aspect or 
or channel in that way um a, another spirit you know i, I think yeah, I i've mean, like seen it on tv but i've yeah, in real life they're calling this a possession trance yeah yeah i've heard of so it I, but I've, I've never seen it i'm guessing it would be different um i mean i remember hearing about aspecting that it's really when you do aspect i've never done it um, how important it is to make sure that you keep yourself separate from, you know, the entity mm -hmm. that you're calling on just for safety. Um, I didn't go into reading about the possession trances. I just was like, oh, wow. Like this, that is a whole thing. And there was a picture of a woman who was in a possession trance. Um, and that can be coupled with the dance, the Vudan dance. Uh-huh. Um, and this could be an honoring, this could be, um, like, like uh, asking for messages. You might do this to ask for a message or to honor a part of the family. Um, so that, that's kind of probably really intense. It sounds really, a uh, really intense practice. And I'm guessing that this wouldn't be something that you would do on a regular basis. <laughs> No, probably not. It, I mean, unless, unless that was somebody's gift, right? It's like, yes, like in some culture, shamans are the people who, you know, are con in constant communication with the spirit world. And we have mediums who are in communication with the spirit world in different ways. Um, so maybe that's, maybe that's something somebody does. Actually, their ben, job. I was, I was going to talk, that's a great segue to the next part that I was going to talk about. I didn't about. even know. <laughs> was the specialist in sorcery and magic the buku now i think uh -huh. it's buku not boku but it's spelled b-o-k-u and there's a like a hyphen or a tilde above the u so it could okay. be buku or it could be boku but that's the name of someone who specializes in sorcery or magic um this person um it's like oh they're saying yeah this person could be an herbalist this person diagnosis illness um can reveal myth fortune that's happening perform rituals for you appease, appease your ancestors or spirits and can help protection and repel magic mm -hmm. um so this that's i mean we're talking about specialists so yes you practice you have your practice and then you might go to a buku or a boku for extra help uh-huh um, uh -huh. or maybe if you, if you're having an illness or if you're, if you have a relationship with an ancestor, that's just not working out. Right. <laughs> you need some counseling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some spiritual counseling here. Yeah. With... <laughs> family. We got some family spiritual counseling that needs to happen. Which is interesting because I mean, we, I don't know if we've done a podcast on, um, ancestral lineage magic. I don't remember that, but I think um, we did. There's a whole concept. I mean, that whole concept about, you know, ancestral magic and the DNA that follows you and, uh -huh. you know, where you come from and how that plays a role in your life decisions you make, just like everything. Um, so the fact that this Haitian voodoo, it really centralizes on where you're coming from, um, I don't know. That's really, it's kind of, it's kind of a neat thing to think about. 
You know, mm-hmm. I think it would be really difficult if you didn't know where you were coming from. That's what it feels mm-hmm. like. Like if you didn't know your family roots, um, like maybe finding that out would be really important if you celebrated this, you know? I wonder though, if there's also just a trust or a faith that, you know, even if you might not know what your fam- familial roots, that the spirits know because mm. they were here before and that if there are these people who can, I mean, and I'm just, you know, hypothesizing here because I have no idea, but it just makes me wonder if you would just have faith that that information existed and that if there are people who can channel or be um, possessed, you know, do this work from a place of possession, it sounds like it's the language they're using, if they could get that information to you, um, you know, just because the spirits told them. That's a good point. I mean, I don't know, but it, I yeah. think it's, it's just interesting. Just another interesting thing in this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have to go on ancestry.com. You'd be like, Hey, no, but like, just tell me. Buku, like, like, I don't know where I'm coming from, but this is, could you call on my ancestors? Yeah. Help and me out. They would come through hopefully, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like getting a reading, right? Where you go to a psychic or a medium and they tell you, um, you know, oh, your guides are here or your I see, get this ancestor who's coming through and, you know, whether you know your, your history or not, apparently that energy is showing up for you. Yep. So it's just having that faith that it's there and real. Yeah. I mean, I think that if, I think I personally would think that if you did believe in this religion and you really put you know, your faith into that, that you would believe that because that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the messages. That's what's coming through. Sure. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So interesting. So only topic. I know. And there's only one little piece that I like to add and um, just one that just one little piece (laughs) that I, that I did read that I was like, I wanted to note was that um, um, there are a a bit there's a big when someone passes there uh-huh. is a huge honoring of of that person so there is elaborate mourning and and funeral rites that happen um and there's a lot of um ornate tombs um a lot like i it's interesting because i think about what I've seen and, and heard about, um, voodoo in like new Orleans mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the big celebrations and the parades that go through, um, you know, the streets, mm-hmm. the music, the dancing, all that, that happens like that, um, that same, like not that exact same thing, but like that concept of honoring, um, the dead is key and it makes perfect sense. Um, because here, you know, you talk about a religion that is based and you're calling on your family, family, you know, family spirits that when someone passes, you know, they join that other realm. And mm-hmm. so in honoring them and, and um, setting them up for success in the other world, really, I mean, I'm saying this, but maybe this isn't true, but I feel like, oh, well, that's kind of setting you up for success for later for calling on them or, you know, that they're a part of that line, Uh you know, so that connection continues on even in the other world. 
which is, you know, the cycle that circles back around. So. It is not surprising to me that you chose this. Like just knowing, because I know you so well, and because I know that ancestry and your ancestors are really important to you. And so it seems like, you know, it's not a mistake that you stumbled upon <laughs> voodoo and that this aspect of it, this ancestral piece of it uh, was something that drew you in and that you looked more into. Yeah. See, this is what's interesting is I didn't like when I think about voodoo or what the things I've heard about voodoo. I have never made that connection of ancestors and family. Uh -huh. um, I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure maybe some other people are like, oh yeah, of course I knew that. Um, but I didn't like, I've always mm -hmm. seen like, oh, I know they, you know, the voodoo dolls and that's a real thing. Like um, the practices that you see on TV and the, and the smoke and the prayers and like the, the rituals that you do. Mm -hmm. um, but I've never seen or even read or heard about the connection that you have with your family, that like the family spirits are, you know, really the foundation and the um, kind of like, I don't know how to put it, but like the less central piece of your honoring really. Mm -hmm. And like where a lot of um, the flow of your magic would come from is like that whole, like we're all together in on this, you know? It's not just like, I'm going to light some incense and that's just me doing it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool topic, Veronica. Thank you. Yeah. And I hope, I mean, maybe, maybe someone else can throw some voodoo stuff our way. Cause there's a lot, by the way, that's just like yeah. a small little piece. And then even in Haiti, I'm sure there's other practices and so many other pieces, um, that are a part of this, but, um, yeah, that's, it's just a little piece and I'm glad yeah, I we're to just share scratching, We're just scratching the surface here. We're just, you know, yeah. hopefully piquing people's interest. I mean, that was really my idea about even doing this segment of these, of kind of looking at witchcraft around the world or different practices that we might consider witchcraft around the world um, was to pique people's interest so that maybe y'all go out and do your own research and learn more. I mean, I think we all benefit from learning more about different cultures and histories and yeah, origins. It's very cool stuff. So. <laughs> Thanks, Veronica. Thanks, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, friends. Well, until next week, keep it magical and we'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you can do all those things. You can just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like we'll some comment. cold stars and we'll comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. This must be so <laughs> there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that, please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net.
Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.